time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update, out of the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. And now, let's take a look at some of the highlights from this week's Source Weekly, Volume 25, Issue 47, dated November 21st. From our news page, recession-proof? Two local economists report on Ben's growing tech sector, low unemployment, and a strong housing market by Laurel Bronze. As whispers of the next economic downturn grow to a roar in the national news, two regional economic experts believe Central Oregon will not be bulldozed this time around. A host of insulating factors, like sustainable job creation in the professional sector and an unmet demand for affordable housing, may combine to shield the region from a full-blown recession in the years to come. A booming tech sector Ross and Zach Lipson founded Dutchie, an e-commerce cannabis dispensary platform, two years ago in Bend, and they've already hired 36 employees and won $18 million in venture capital, according to a September 10th article in TechCrunch. The Lipsons are part of a growing sector of tech employers in Central Oregon that may help mitigate the effects of an inevitable economic slowdown in the coming years. Other Bend-based companies like Amplion, Pharmacological Discovery Research, and Apricity, Custom Design Electronics, may not be household names, but startup by startup, they are providing well-paying jobs and selling their goods and services outside of Bend, supporting a solid flow of revenue into the city. This kind of growth is not particularly sexy, said Damon Runberg, a regional economist for the Oregon Employment Department. It's not like a new Tesla plant coming in with hundreds of jobs. It is four jobs here, five jobs there, a five-person company turning into a ten-person company. During the last recession, Central Oregon's workforce was particularly vulnerable because employment in construction and tourism dominated the economy. But while tourism continues to make up the largest share of total private employment at around 17%, Runberg believes the region's transition from timber to tourism is largely a myth. The leisure and hospitality sector of the employment pie has stayed the same since 1990, he wrote in a study for OED, published September 19th. While it's true that employment from wood products in Deschutes County has drastically declined, it's professional and business services, not tourism, that have seen the largest gains, he wrote. This includes companies like the tech firms above, as well as everything from engineering to marketing to law firms. Roger Lee, CEO of Economic Development for Central Oregon, said this trend is a sign that the nonprofit's endeavors are paying off. When we were founded nearly 40 years ago, it was in our character to add diversification, like tech and manufacturing, to the local economy, Lee said. We've been speaking around the country about Ben's 40-year overnight success, but it's an effort that's been in place a long time, with one industry and one company at a time. Low Unemployment Central Oregonians have experienced the longest period of job expansion and wage gains since the 1970s, when the Oregon Employment Department began collecting data, according to Runberg. When the economy is hot, like it has been over the past few years, it's difficult for companies to find workers. But Lee argues that employment challenges in the region may have more to do with the company's culture than market forces. A local insurance company, for example, has been searching to fill positions for months, Lee explained. 
But then you look at a company like Laird Superfood out in Sisters that manufactures coconut sugars and instant coffee inspired by the diet of surfer Laird Hamilton, and they employ 100 people and want to get to 500 someday. They've reported great satisfaction with the kind of talent they've been able to attract. Housing market. Just last month, WalletHub ranked Bend the third fastest growing city in the U.S., and Central Oregon continues to attract highly qualified workers with diverse skill sets from across the country, Lee said. But one major headwind for newcomers is finding a place to live. Demand, especially for homes on the lower end of the market, is driving prices up. One factor that may protect the real estate market from the devastation that characterized the Great Recession, according to Runberg. In addition, the speculative investment buys of the mid-aughts is largely dissipated, and further, mortgage structures have changed, with banks demanding higher down payments and stronger credit from potential home buyers. But the need for cheaper houses puts a whole slew of local millennials and their prime years for home buying in a holding pattern. Many are shouldered with tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loan debt, with their wages still lagging relative to their age because they came into the labor market right when the recession emerged. And from Artwatch, our art column. Skate School gets its own mural. Muralist and skateboarder John Pipes shares his art with Bering Skateboard Academy by Kerry Brown. The work of a world-traveling mural painter can now be found in Bend at the Skate School Bering Skateboard Academy. John Pipes, who typically signs his murals under his professional moniker, Pipe Streams, completed three pieces now on permanent display at BSA. According to Gabe Triplett, owner and coach at BSA, he and Pipes are longtime friends and share a deep passion for skateboarding. Pipes came to town originally intending to paint two panels, but then added a third piece as a gift. The first is a huge replica of a 1983 Tony Hawk Powell Peralta deck using graphics originally drawn by iconic skate artist V.C. Johnson. The giant deck got some attention on Instagram from the Bones Brigade, a group that includes some of the most high-profile names in skating, and garnered BSA and pipe streams some major exposure. The other giant deck became Bend Your Bearings. For this piece, Pipes says he wanted to be very considerate of place, not only giving deference to skate culture and history, but also to bend in its place. He spent most of his downtime walking around to visit every mural site he could find, including the Capitol and Tin Pan Alley, as well as every gallery in town. He wanted to understand and be inspired by the community he was working in before he started to paint. Ultimately, he found his inspiration in the mountains. The final piece, which he signed with his own name to express his personal connection to it, is an homage to the style of Powell Peralta, the iconic skate brand, depicting Broken Top at Sunset, with a skeleton skater doing a hand plant on one of its rims. Classic skate style. While Pipes said he took great pride in sharing his work with an old friend, he said it was the strong response from the kids, BSA students, that meant the most. To check out the murals in person, BSA has open sessions three times a week. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Source Weekly Podcast. Be sure to pick up your free copy of the Source Weekly wherever you find yourself in Central Oregon or log on to our website, bensource.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Scholl.